Welcome to the Calvary Podcast, a ministry of Calvary Episcopal Church recorded live in Memphis. The Calvary Podcast is weekly sermons, but also conversations, reflections, and provocations about the mystery of God and what it means to be human in the world in need of repair. I was 27 years old and spending the summer in the Twin Cities working as a hospital chaplain. The idyllic summer of Minnesota with its endless bike trails, each glistening lakeside complemented with an ice cream stand, the farmer's markets bursting with tomatoes and rhubarb and fresh cut flowers. These things I held in one hand, while the other held the experience of the hospital. It's air-conditioned sterility, full of questionable heart murmurs and long struggles with COPD, the way that the lives there faded like those fresh-cut flowers. Our days are like the grass, the psalmist sang. When the wind goes over it, it is gone. But this one particular night was my first time feeling that wind in the same room as me, as it carried a man away, as quietly as a breeze catches the last leaf of autumn, almost as if the words of the last rites I had said for the first time had had a commanding effect on his lingering soul. I pedaled my bike into the late evening afterward, fury without purpose, unaware of where I was going until my feet stopped me at the little neighborhood bar. And the logical corner of my brain that still worked chirped that I really needed to eat something. And so it steered my shaky feet to the bar stool. I ordered the food of grief cheeseburger and a beer. I sat in the crowded room, concentrating on blending into the grain of the wood of the bar, envisioning myself as an extension of the wooden stool I sat on at a part of it, until the older woman in a tank top and a visor next to me looked over and said, what beer is it you're drinking? I reluctantly named the Minnesota brew, then made my tired joke about being on a local-only beer diet that summer. Aha. She laughed and started to tell me about herself. I sighed. She's a lonely old lady, and I'm always a chaplain. Let me hear about how the neighborhood's changed. Let me hear about how your dead husband loved this place, how you worked as a nurse for your whole life. And what about me? What did I do? Well, actually, I'm, I'm working at a hospital too, a chaplain. Oh, she said, a female chaplain. You know, I worked as a nurse for over 40 years 
This was back before when women could really become doctors. And she proceeded with her life story. And I was perfectly camouflaged into the grain of the dark wood. As she wound around in the story, she looked up from the reverie and asked, now, how about you? What do you do? I startled momentarily, but a chaplain meets you where you're at. I repeated, I'm working at a hospital as a chaplain right now, um, but I hope to be an Episcopal priest after I finish seminary. Oh, a female chaplain. That's so wonderful, she said. You know, I was a nurse for over 40 years in this town. And she retold to me as I barely held on to my non-reactive credentials, her whole life story. And what about you? Tell me, what do you do? I felt myself emerging from the wood grain slightly, taking form. Well, ma'am, I'm a chaplain at a hospital and I've only been there a few weeks and it's been hard, unbelievably hard. How are you a nurse for so long? Oh, honey, she said, it wasn't easy. Some things you just never forget, but some of them are the best things too. She told me about being a nurse. And what about you, dear? What is it that you do? And finally, I splintered apart. My lacquered surfix exploded into raw shards, my throat tight. Ma'am, I'm a chaplain. I am so glad I've met you today because I just watched a man die for the first time. And then I walked away and I'll go back to work tomorrow and I'll never see that family again. I'll never forget them. And I confessed to her my deep and secret fears. When I exhausted the list, she peered at me from under her visor with a look of pity. You'll be okay, she pronounced as her absolution. Give yourself time, she advised for my act of penance. You know, she continued, speaking of, I was a nurse for over 40 years. This was my first confession to another human being. Later that school year, I would learn the art of hearing the confessions of others. There was trepidation among us future priests. There might have been for you too, as people who would have us future priests. What if a parishioner's sins were bad enough that we could no longer look him in the eye as we greeted him in the pew? God can forgive. Are we going to be so able? Our wise and experienced guide was unconcerned. He waved it off. You fear it, he said, but that won't happen. You would be surprised at how banal and pitiable our personal sins are to an outsider. But more than that, 
God gives us a gift when we hear confessions. And this gift is a holy forgetfulness. The gift of holy forgetfulness is one that can sometimes work through people that comes from the very heart of God. The psalmist sings that our transgressions are removed from us as far as the east is from the west, which is, of course, an infinite distance. They are not packed nicely and neatly into some manageable corner of a forgotten closet. They are gone. Maybe not from your mind, as they swirl in your head in the vulnerable hours of night, but forgotten by the one who matters, by the one who can remove them, by God. It's God's holy forgetfulness that we call on, on this day in particular. But I should mention that this holy forgetfulness is a practice you could consider for this Lenten season. It seems like it could be a gift for this time, where now we even get to add weather into the overfull category of unprecedented events we've been going through. For this time when we've reached the end of our ropes, and we did it six months ago with everyone around us and ourselves, it seems right to remember that we are forgiven only insofar as we have extended forgiveness to others. With Lent, the gift could be exercised as a practice. It could become a part of you. So when a fragile soul sits down next to you on their very darkest evening, you'll be ready to hear and to forgive and to forget. Amen. If you're curious about Calvary Episcopal Church, we are an eclectic bunch of Christian people who don't all think the same thoughts or dress the same way or vote for the same candidates or even believe all the same things about the mystery of God and what it means to be human. But we do believe that we need each other because of our differences, not in spite of them, and that God calls us into unity, not uniformity. Subscribe to the Calvary Podcast at calvarymemphis.org slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit Calvary in person at the corner of 2nd and Adams in the heart of downtown Memphis, Tennessee.